again. Um, my name is Adrian. I'm from Romania and uh, I want to make a movie with you. I saw you in Dark Knight Rises and you're, you're my actress. This is a film I'm making right now to convince you to come here and make that movie with me. I even convinced uh, three Romanian actresses to play in this film to show you how I'm gonna work with you on Be My Cat. The actress needs to be skinny. I'm not skinny enough for you. No. <laughs> don't touch me! They don't know. They, I, 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 I lied to them. Don't like boys and dogs. They are, they are all bullies. I will put this material now on her face and you will see what will happen. I called the police. They think that I, I'm making a real movie for cinema, you know? <laughs> Action! This is a great opportunity for you to, to win another Oscar. <laughs> oh my god, it's 8.30, oh she's oh so god. sleeping! <laughs> oh Cat is so sleeping! She's Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent here with Kevin, Kat, and Dave. Hello. 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 Follow us on Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod. Kevin, congratulations. On what? On Jenna Ortega's Emmy nomination. Yeah. See? Yes. We're on our way to the Oscar, guys. I couldn't believe it. I was just teasing you last week about your prediction that Jenna Ortega is going to someday win an Academy Award. And then uh, I'm looking at the news today. She was nominated for an Emmy Award for the show Wednesday. Yep. Golden Globes, Oscars, all in the future, guys. You should have made me a bet when we watched X, because I would have taken it. But now that there's a, a an Emmy nom, I wouldn't. I'm not taking it. Well, I'm not a betting person. She's young. Right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you um, see? Did you go to see Insidious? I did. Her? I did. Oh. Do tell. Yeah, Tiny it was my birthday. Too. It was my birthday present to myself. I went to see a movie all by myself. Yes, the best Yay. way. Wow. Well, not the That's best way. How many people way. I know that wanted to see the fifth installment of Insidious? <laughs> <laughs> it was really yeah. bad. It was really bad, and I was shocked when I looked at like the box office receipts and everything that it made like thirty something million dollars. It, 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 it's it, up to seventy it today. Unseated Indiana Jones. It's yeah. not. It's not good. Yeah. How I would say good. if you're a fan of the Insidious movies, it's not even that good. And I Oof. I did the let's watch all four leading up to the fifth coming out in theaters. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. This is an authentic podcast. It's a commitment. Yeah. I think the first two are really, really good. I think they're actually amongst like horror aficionados using air quotes right now. I think you're kind of snobby if you don't at least give a nod to those. They're they're pretty good movies. Nothing like wildly original, but it takes a lot of like pretty tried and true tropes that have been well treaded and does a cool, pretty scary movie. The the fifth one, like props to Patrick Wilson. I think it's his directorial debut. It is, yeah, that's really um, interesting. One of the worst things they did, which is they brought back like the original family from the first two movies. Which, wow. if you recall, I do. Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne are the parents, <laughs> and then do. they have three young children. Well, they brought back the all. I think all three of the children, definitely the two boys, but. The son from the first one that goes into the coma, and they figure out that he can astral yeah. project like his dad. They bring him <laughs> it's back. It's all coming back to me now. 
not a good actor. Sorry, dude. Oh, like, just because up. you were in the first one doesn't mean that, you mm. know, you could act when you were nine. Doesn't mean you can act when you're 17. Um, and it, just, it huh. doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be. You guys, I could hear Trent and Dave. I could hear you guys in my head as I watched the movie, <laughs> picking good. it apart. Yeah, uh, and Cat, I was trying to find a reason for you and I to like That's trauma. to enjoy it. it. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't. It, it's 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 just not very good. Yeah, you know. So sorry. Um, again, I'll I'll say, glad it's horror and it's making a shitload of money at the box office. But uh, that well will dry up if they keep putting out shit like. Was that, that Darth Maul red? Red painted yeah, face yeah. guy, That's the lipstick, lipstick yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I you know I think it's awesome that I didn't realize how low the budgets are on these Insidious movies. Sixteen million dollars. By the time the sixth one is going, I would think you're spending more than that. So they spent sixteen, and as of today, up to almost seventy million. Yeah, that's cool. I will I will say this, just like we talked about last week with Scream. Somehow they're still finding like new audiences for these movies. Right. The entire theater was well, not the entire. A majority of the theater, this was like a Thursday night preview, uh, almost all teenage kids. That's great. So they have people going out and spending, like, laughing, not really giving a flying fuck about the previous four movies, what stories this is telling. It's filled with jump scares with, like, cheap thrills and stuff. People, kids, the kids loved it. Hey. I've, I've been witnessing that, too. You go to the movies and there's a bunch of teenagers that aren't even watching the movie. They'll get up and leave. <laughs> For like 20 minutes, and they're talking, and they're on their phones. I oh, see people no. actually on their phones. Like, oh, I hate that. I, I will, I will come and get you oh. if I see that. I left uh, it too in a fit of rage. <laughs> left Caitlin in there really? because I alone. Yeah, I hissed at some guys behind us <laughs> that were talking, and she was like. She was like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, fuck this. And I just left. <laughs> I might have done that if I was with somebody else that would have like fed my aggression. Like I had a partner in that because I felt some of those things. There were people sitting like a couple seats away from me that were like on their phones. They kept getting up for more snacks. And like, I'm pretty sure that like there were some uh, drugs going on and everything. And nice. I just felt like this cranky Oops. old guy. But I was by myself. So I kept my shit together and just enjoyed, well, tried to enjoy the movie. How was the CGI? Um,. I mean, pretty on par with Insidious. This one seemed to me to be like a little more grainy. Like the thing about Insidious is it's very crisp and always been like very good looking. This one was a little, I don't know if it was Wilson's call or like, you know, post-production or something. Seemed like a little bit more grainy to me. But I remember The Conjuring, the first one is kind of like that. That's Patrick Wilson as That's well, kinda right? kind of grainy. Well, yeah, as, as Ed Warren, you, yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting that he, he's just decided that that's his thing. And now he's directing this. He's been in all of them. Has he been in all of them? He's been in no. And you know guy. what I will say is is Lynn Shay is not in this one, but for like a brief, she's kind of like the Skeet Ulrich of this one, um, <laughs> and she really carried the first four films because the first two were Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, that family. It's a continuation of uh, Insidious one and two are kind of like right backed up against each other. Then they go with two prequels. Vera Farmiga. With Lynn Shay's character. Wait, now that's. Vera, no, Vera Farmiga. That's is, Conjuring. That's the Conjuring. Yeah, Rose Byrne is. Right. I just think it's cool that I think it's right. cool that he's like he's happy with that niche. Like we talked about Michael Rooker in Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. How he's always been a, 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 a character actor, doesn't necessarily want to be a leading man. I don't know, maybe he does, but I just think it's cool when somebody just finds their lane and they're just they're into it. Now well, I don't he's know. Like Patrick Wilson just yeah. did like Moonfall. Like he's dipped his toe into like yeah. some of these like big know. budget terrible movies yeah. as well. 
don't but know. I like him. I think he's a good actor. Glad that he got a, a directorial shot to make him money. So good for him. I just thought it was a crap movie. Uh, just real quick, I saw there was a teaser out, and I didn't see it today for Final Destination Six, which <gasps> we just talked Ooh. about. Final Destination. When's that coming? I don't know. I didn't oh. get that far, but the, there's a teaser out today. This week, it's colon week. Wait, there, you're not going to have another another part to the title? Colon week. Colon. Oh, damn it. We should do more uh, pre-production. <laughs> no, no, no. We, uh, it could be colon week. Uh, Save it for the pod. Colon <laughs> Borat week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Save it for the pod. Yeah, both... Movies this week have uh, not the organs, but the punctuation marks mm. in the title. The first movie we're going to talk about is called Be My Cat, a film for Anne. It's also uh, it's uh, taking ideas from other podcasts week. Nice. Because both movies this week are highlighted on the latest episode of a podcast called Our Bloody Obsession. It's a British podcast. That's like the, the play on the title, Our Bloody Obsession. Oh. It? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they only talk, their, their niche is extreme. They only talk about extreme horror movies. I love the show. It's really, really great. Shout out Zoe Rose Smith, a.k.a. Zobo with a shotgun. They announced last week or whenever they announced that they were going to talk about these two movies that I had never heard of either of these before. And I didn't listen to the episode because I looked up the movies and I thought they sounded really interesting. And I was like, I want to pick these for Speak All Evil. Uh, so I didn't listen yet because I didn't want to. I'm already stealing their idea. I didn't want to steal their takes. So this movie is uh, the, the first Romanian film we've ever talked about. It's uh, found footage, is written, directed, and produced, and starring the brilliant genius Adrian Tofe. A bit of a name week. I don't know. Tofe. Tofe. Adrian Tofe. <laughs> Get fancy. He's like a one-man band here. He's done a couple other things, but this he he not only did all that, but he also edited this. He um, he casted it. He did the cinematography, and this is the story of uh, an obsessed fan of Anne Hathaway. Spoiler alert: the titular Anne is Anne Hathaway, and uh, so this guy's in Romania. He's playing himself, by the way. Adrian plays Adrian, and he's an aspiring filmmaker, and he is making a movie and making a documentary about making the movie. And the purpose of the movie is to come to the attention of Anne Hathaway and show her that she should be in this movie, Be My Cat, where he's going to put her in a cat suit like she was in Dark Knight Rises because that's how he fell in love with her. So that's the setup here, okay? <laughs> this is one of the most disturbing movies I have ever, ever seen I put this up there with any of the most disturbing stuff we've talked about. Trilogy of Filth, Grotesque, you name it. And there's no gore whatsoever. It's just the the brilliance to me of the writing, the brilliance of the performances. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love this movie. We talked about Man Bites Dog. This is up there with any of that stuff. More people will need to see it. And so I'm happy to copy another podcast and get more people to see Be My Cat, a film for Anne. Cat, mm -hmm. I don't want to go on too long because I just, I'm so curious what you... You just can't wait for my you, take. What did yeah. you think oh. of uh, this... Cats Ooh. and Girls. Namesake movie. I would say that this movie was really fucking weird. That's my hot take. And the filmmaker, Adrian, 
was also really fucking weird. I wonder if he's this weird in real life. Have you? Has anyone like watched any interviews or anything with him? I haven't. No, but well, he, well I followed him on Twitter and I okay. talked. I talked up the movie. Great. And he followed me right back, <gasps> and wow. he retweeted and he responded to me personally. Okay. And he's taking a great interest in you some, oh, for some reason. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's probably my uh, very similar looks to Anne Hathaway. He has these haunting eyes in the film, like a doll's eyes, I would say. Just um, just real wide and, and creepy. And then he has like that creepy smile, like a permanent uh, smile. Yeah. He reminds me of like a big old creepy, murdery stalker, Mr. Bean. Obviously, it's a creep. I wouldn't say it's like the craziest film I've ever watched for the podcast. It was definitely creepy um, and and very odd, but um, definitely the creepiest part is just him talking at the to the camera and thus us the viewers like we are Anne Hathaway. Right, right. It's it's just like 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 Dora the Explorer. Like, Like, what are we gonna do now, Anne? Um, (laughs) And I'll be right back. I'll be right back, Anne. Yeah. And but like the weirdest, like okay, so he's like having conversations with the video camera, like it's her. But it's when it turns really weird is when he starts talking. To where, like, to Anne about the other girl, like, she's not in the room. And so, when he's like, Oh, Anne, it's crazy. So, it's gonna be fake blood, but it's not really gonna be fake blood. It's gonna be real. And the girl's like, What? Like, just fucking sitting I'm not talking there. to you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was the moment when he was like, I'm not talking to you. And then, like, goes back to the camera. I'm like, Oh my fucking God. This is bonkers. I would also say, though, that this film has kind of left me with the impression that aspiring actresses might be the easiest targets, the easiest people to kill. This is the first thing that left you with that impression? Because they're all just like, yeah, sounds good. Like, no red flags here. Yeah, just do whatever. Sure, tie me up in the basement. Ha ha. Like, it's red flag after red flag after red flag. Like, oh, this rag will smell like chloroform because the bottle I poured the liquid from has alcohol in it. Like, sure, yeah, ha ha, sounds good. Like, I just, I might be victim blaming here a little bit, but like, there's a, you know. I think that's part of what it's doing. It's tip for tat. I think think that's part of the point. I would hope so. Tiff the um, cat. Tiff, oh, oh, son of a bitch. Also, for the record, I I think Anne Hathaway was just okay in Batman. Like, I don't know if I would just if I would become a murder stalker after that performance. I I um, also have pretty vivid memories okay. of her in that because I didn't recognize her until about halfway through the movie. And you're I, like, I didn't you're like, I didn't know who it was. And the then Princess Diaries. I had a realization at one point. I was like, oh my God, that's Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I mean, she looks good in the, in the suit, sure. Yeah. But like, it wasn't, you know, and it wasn't Les Mis, am I right? <laughs> I would stalk her after that. <laughs> Woo. All in all, I would say this is just like a creepy movie that just felt very cringy to watch most of the time. I wouldn't say the story really made sense to me, but maybe that's because I'm not like a crazy stalker person. Like, I don't understand what the connection would be. Like, why would Anne Hathaway want to, like yeah. what in his mind makes him think that this is the, that's this is going to make her. It makes sense to me. And that's a great question. Okay, well, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Logic isn't really sound there, but you know, I wouldn't say it was my favorite film of all time, Trent, but you know, it wasn't. The worst film of the week. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Two to pick oh, from. Oh, 
I had not watched this, but I knew of it. I've oh, you did? known of this movie. Oh, you did? Okay. I th- I'm pretty sure that I've followed Adrian on Instagram for a minute. Okay. I definitely seen him talking this up. Like it's definitely very grassroots, and he did this. It is very all grassroots, and, yep. and loved that. And I got like five minutes into it, and was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is so grating. It's so annoying. <laughs> I cannot imagine sitting and watching this guy for ninety or eighty-five more minutes. That's so mm-hmm. funny, huh? And then by the end of it. I want a camera on this guy for the rest of my life. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. I never, ever want to stop watching what he's exactly. doing. It's the exactly. most bizarre and engaging thing that I've ever watched. Yeah. And, you know, as somebody like that works in like a corporate environment and has spent a lot of my life managing people, I'm, I think I'm going to start using some of his um, motivational <laughs> tactics. <laughs> like, you know, why the fuck can't you find a solution? Find a you solution. You don't want to find a solution. <laughs> I'm just going to keep yelling that at people on like the projects I'm working word. on uh, over yeah. and over You're Stanley again. Kubrick. Yeah. Find a solution. <laughs> yeah. It's very simple. You know, I'm going to start running my meetings differently, you know, uh-huh. stay one one meter. One meter. <laughs> yeah. That I'm going to start a good rule. That. that is a good that rule. Is a it's good not rule. bad. I mean, we went through COVID, you <laughs> yeah. know, one meter, six feet. He was ahead um, of the game. However, it is. no, this honestly... Really well done. Like even you know, knowing the story behind it, obviously that you can you know, no crew, just him, uh, very small cast uh, that I'm always a big fan of. But I really can't believe uh, we all know somebody like this, or at least have come across somebody like this, especially at, like the end of a party when like there's that person <laughs> that like won't stop talking to you and they have that laugh or they just keep saying the same shit over and over again. But like to answer your question, Cat. He's very fucking mentally ill. That's why he thinks that Anne Hathaway is going to fly to Romania and well, be in this movie that he's making at his mother's house. I just didn't know if I missed something. It's you not know? like he sat down and was like, check. this is a totally no, sound plan yeah. I have. It's like he has a business case That's for this. not his mother's house, though. No, his but mother he, lives somewhere else where he hopes to film the... Exactly, right, right, exactly. Right, right. But like, like that's his plan. Right. Like I said, by the end of it, you know, Adrian, send me access to your ring doorbell, uh, any inside cameras <laughs> that you cat. have. Give me access to your laptop. I just want to watch yes. uh, for the rest of my life. Same. Be My Cat is my favorite found footage film. Wow. Yep. We were talking a little bit before the podcast about how Cat doesn't like to squirm. And right. I do like to squirm. I want to squirm all the time. I don't like it when you guys say squirm. I just realized. I don't like it when Trent lowers his voice and says, I want to squirm all the time. I don't like boys or dogs. Yeah. I only like cats and girls. Give me a solution. <laughs> We're going to transcend podcast history. Yeah. Um, this movie kind of reminded me of Crank Yankers or a Candid Camera with no resolve. You know what I mean? Because you're like, there in certain situations, you could be like, just kidding, and it, you know it would be perfectly acceptable. You were punked, whatever. I like that. Uh, I researched that the nine one one call was real, and that also uh, when you're watching it, their safe words are in Romanian, or or the the oh, safety is when no they start way. speaking Romanian. That means. Wow, cut it character. out. Wow, they're talking amongst themselves. Right, about but when the they're movie. in English, they're in character. Oh my God, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, I know it is. Wow. Um, I thought this movie was like 
uh, Donald Trump's defense to the footage of him saying uh, the, all the grab me by the pussy yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I was in character. <laughs> this, this like takes that and like magnifies it. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to separate this guy. Like I'm just, oh, I'm yeah. totally uh, terrified that he <laughs> shared our tweet. Um, <laughs> his, his dialogue always like repeating himself and fumbling over his words makes it like you're watching someone drunk on his feelings and his obsession. Yes. And it's very off-putting, which I enjoy. Um, and you said last week that Scream 6, you called it tedious at many points. Yes. And this is also tedium, but it's used so effectively in the way that he's just constantly repeating himself. Yes. It's sad and desperate. <laughs> and I, I thought this movie was actually very scary. Yes. Yes. I picture uh, Gaspar No directing in, in a style similar to this. <laughs> Me too. The auteurs, he's doing the auteurs. Right, exactly. Yeah. The the cinema. Where the cinema goes bad. This is the cinema. This is the cinema all day. Yeah. Uh, I thought the saddest part of this was the fat shaming and like the really honest, like, <laughs> is that acting? Thing? Is that acting? Is that part acting? And there's a bunch of this that you question what is acting and what is actually happening because. Mm-hmm. It's so I, I don't know if you call it meta, but it like swallows it itself because it's there's meta. a it movie and a movie and a movie over and over. Yeah. So Mikey was here watching. I think Mikey's been on the show before, but he was watching it with us earlier, and he noticed a thing that was really interesting with the sound design during the scene when he chloroformed the girl. Yeah. There were dogs barking in the background, and every time the chloroform would go over her nose, the dogs would fade out, and then they would fade back in. And that's like the closest thing to, to a like special effect that you get really right. in this movie. Right. There's no effect. And I also heard a uh, an interview with Adrian where he was asked what it was like to direct this film, and he said uh, <laughs> that he didn't direct it; the character in the movie did. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, this oh. guy's good!" <laughs> wow. I love this guy. I I want to. Uh, my movies. I'm not making uh, Namaste anymore. I'm making uh, Be My Cat with our cat? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, come Maybe. on. I, I'm making like uh, Be My Podcast with Adrian Tofay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to hear this podcast. I'm going to send him this episode. I want to get him on the show. And I will convince him and he will see when he's on this show. I know show, what he'll say. He's going to be a god of directing. I know what he'll say as soon as you reach out. He'll be a god what? of podcasting. What Just fuck say? me already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be now, I do. Uh, to be fair, he seems like the total opposite of his character. But that is the thing; it is meta. It's all about filmmaking, and it's all about everything that we talk about all the time. It's it's about the process of filmmaking. It's about acting, and he's constantly playing with that through the whole thing. Like you were saying, every single little thing, down to the dog barks in the distance, it all works into this crazy meta thing about filmmaking and how crazy it is and how nuts everyone is, including the actresses, like you were saying, Kat. That was, oh my God, it was heartbreaking. How they yeah. would, the one that, the you one kinda, that was You kind of sound with like him tonight, Oh yeah, Trent. the second. Like, oh my God, oh my God. You said oh my God almost as many times. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you love me, you love me. Oh my God. Yeah, see? That was really hard watching... <laughs> Watching the actresses that, especially the one that 
like fell for him yeah. while he was berating her about not being as thin as her. He's, gonna, uh, he's like, her... yeah, I'll just take some jowls <laughs> off of this one. <laughs> Put her in the suit. Oh, God. She doesn't fall for him. She showed up because she thought he was making a porno. I missed that. I kind of got that feeling, although they didn't come right out and say picked, it. That, that's oh. your, you're right. She I did try to bang him. Yeah. Because, well, and then the next well, girl, <laughs> the next girl <laughs> says that her boyfriend or manager thought that it might be a porno. Yeah. My God, he said he lied to them. He doesn't say how. He he says I lied to them. I didn't tell them. And he he says that a few times. And you he doesn't he doesn't tell you what he lied to them about. Wow, that's it. And it was a well, but I, I, but I don't know that. Maybe I don't think he lied to them about that. Different I think ones. She yeah. saw like the. He says he didn't do anything other than like an online post or something. I think that the second actress saw it and was like, "Oh, nice! Like I'm gonna get." Because he so, says he paid for them to come there. He and paid she, for and food. And she's coming and on to him the whole time, like nonstop, even when he's about to kill. She her. thought she was like, "Okay, all right, well, fuck me and get it over with, and I'm gonna head home." Wow. Well, we've we've been very vague, uh, and I don't think it's a spoiler because of the, no the style. Yeah. But he is trying to direct an actress uh, to transform, to transcend. To a whole other astral plane, by acting, uh, by dying, sacrificing for their art, the ultimate yeah. sacrifice, the cinema. Yes, you kill yourself yes. for the cinema. Uh, it's that that part of it is amazing. That's what that's one part of it. When he's always talking to the camera, he's always talking about this existential art that is in, uh, obviously unattainable, <laughs> or whatever he's trying to do is like some weird martyrs kind of. It is one of one. Of, you said tedious. <clears throat> I kept e- even after it won me over. It didn't even win me over. I didn't even realize. I probably sat there being like, "I can't wait for this to be over." After ten minutes, and then all of a sudden the movie was over, and I was like, "Oh fuck! Why isn't there more?" But the the scenes are upon a second watch. The scenes are painfully long. Yeah, they're uncomfortable. It's annoying. Like he yeah. made one of the most annoying movies <laughs> of all time. <laughs> And simultaneously, one of the most watchable movies <laughs> yeah. that I've seen, at least for, yeah. like for this for this genre, for this budget, for, for well, for no budget, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The ending is so incredibly long. the the final uh, the, final the final girl, girl. so to speak. Yeah, it's uh, so long, dude, it's but so it's so worth it, especially uh, you know on subsequent watches. He just keeps giving up a little bit more of himself. Right, you know, up until then, like he has, he gives him a little bit up about himself, his past. Like you, you, he pulls the curtain back a little bit in that final. Like I mean, the ending's like twenty minutes of the movie. He gives up a lot of himself, and I right. think that's pretty important to like what he was writing and trying to like convey. Sacrifice. I thought one of my favorite choices in this movie is that Adrian insists that the movie be in English, even though they're in Romania. And that's that's another part of it. There's no film industry in Romania, and he's afraid to leave his town because he was bullied in high school, so he can't go find Anne Hage. I mean, fuck. Oh, Anne Hathaway. Wow. All right, I don't know why I'm saying that now. Freudian uh, slip. Maybe. So he he insists that everybody speak in English during the movie, and so he speaks in English the entire time because he's talking to Anne Hathaway. And I love. There's nothing more that I love than a European horror movie where. People are speaking English as a second language because I love the accent so much. I could just listen to that accent, all accents, really. I love accents. It's just a thing that I think is, I think it's beautiful, you know, and I, and I love listening to people speak my language in, the, in their accent. And uh, 
he made that choice as a deliberate choice to do that. And that's part of what's annoying and tedious and part of what's so good because it just frames everything differently. And I think it makes it easier to act. His performance, absolutely phenomenal. All the women in this phenomenal performances. I think it's a device where it's easier to be this crazy character if you have to use a second language. He's, you know, it just, it, I think it allows the actor to to just do things that they couldn't do if they were just speaking their own language because they kind of have to sound like they're not quite on top of it to begin with. It's so effective. Love it. It may be the most realistic film I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so realistic. <laughs> yeah, it's taken a long time to kind of catch on and get legs like it has. I'm surprised. I, I can't mean, believe I've a, never heard of this. It was a festival darling. It's been, I mean, it was compared to, um, you know, Trent's just flexing on me this week from my found footage week, creeping up so close to mine. But Creep. Creep. Uh, but then it's been compared creep. to some movies like Texas Chainsaw and like Blair Witch and um, Night of the Living Dead has been compared to in terms of like how important it is to like... I agree. Like, sort of setting like a genre, like a, a real like milestone for a genre. Yeah. 2015. Oh, okay. It's not for everyone. You're not going to put this in this, the movie theater. I will. And, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, we should screen it. We should. We should screen it. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I will try to get him to come to it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can leave. I can leave. I can leave. He's got to come here. <laughs> he Fly really loves up. us. Oh my god! Look at he got up and he loves us. He's oh like, my god. <laughs> Just think how terrifying it would be. I know Anne Hathaway's done. Um, There's a Lars von Trier movie that she was in about the, like the end of the world. I don't remember what it is. Oh, Melancholia. Yeah, Melancholia. Oh, right. Yes. So like she does this outsider stuff. Like, what if a big budget movie came out of this guy? Killing Anne Hathaway, basically, so she would transcend. That would be a great, terrifying horror movie. I think she could. <laughs> I, she should link up with this guy. I wonder if she's heard of it. I she was. Hasn't. I the, was curious yeah, the most if anyone's I, told her. What's that? I just didn't know if anyone had told her about this movie. The internet doesn't have anything about it. Uh, he did like a pretty. He, there's a great AMA with him on Reddit. That's from I think like a year ago now. But all he, all I could find is that he says he he knows somebody in her management team or something has <laughs> let her know about it. Okay. But there's been no sign. I don't think she's commented on it. Like I don't think this. That this is the most meta thing about it that we're having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. About this movie. I, yes. And and <laughs> we're, and trying, must, we're must, trying to get her in. This. Yeah, we're trying, trying to get Anne Hathaway to see this movie. He has accomplished. Everything he yes. said. It was a very, I, very simple goal. Of I really liked how uh, the girl at the end was selling, uh, oh. throwing Anne Hathaway under the bus so yes, bad, just trying to go to her, <laughs> like, go, like, don't kill me, go he'll kill this, like, rich Hollywood lady. The negotiation, that whole negotiation with the final girl, where she's negotiating with him, she's trying to get out of there. And and he's saying, I know you're bullshitting me. And, you know, oh, my God. She And the look on her face when he tells her to go into the closet. She's the like, look yeah. when she thinks she's going to get out of this. And it's unclear. I'll spoil. There's no spoiler. Oh, man. Very good acting. Like Just, the best acting. Oh, so good. Everyone in this. So good. One of the themes is like nobody makes movies in Romania. And he is. He made this in Romania. And I hope people... More people pay attention to it. 
Yeah, and shout out. Keep an eye out. He's he's got another one. We put the world to sleep. And Pierre, this is part of a trilogy he's been trying to make. Yes, and uh, I believe his wife and and he star in We Put the World to Sleep, and possibly Pierre as well. Um, so keep an eye out. Uh, he's got websites out there and everything, and uh, I believe some Patreon, some things that you can subscribe to and donate to. Uh, let's get all three of these movies out there. We'll be so. talking. We'll be talking to him. And again, it's on Tubi. Free. So if you just watch this on Tubi and just let it play after. It's going to go right into our next film. Oh, does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, time. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> Beats by goddamn chant. Okay, my second pick for colon week, podcast, thievery week, found footage week, mm-hmm. director, actor, performers week, is a movie that has a, a couple of few different titles. The original title was Sergoy Prakov. Uh, you will find it under that. You'll also find it under Descent into Darkness, colon, My European Dream, You'll also just find it under My European Dream. It's uh, free on Tubi or VOD. It's from 2013. It was directed and co-written by Raphael Cherkaski. And this is another case where he also is the star of this movie. And he is the original, the, the title, Sargoy Prakov, is actually the character, the main character of the movie. He is a, uh, a young man from a fictional Eastern European country that I spent some time trying to look up because I didn't know it was fictional and the spelling is so weird. I really, I wasted some Zorvian. time. Dorvia. Storvia. Dorvia. I wasted some time trying to find this country. Folks, it doesn't exist. Uh, and he's uh, he's gotten some, he's an aspiring filmmaker. Again, a lot of similarities. He's uh, gotten some kind of grant from someone. He's gotten some money from some production company to make a quote unquote tourist movie of Europe. So he's traveling from the east and he's starting in Paris and he's got this whole crazy equipment get up camera setup where he's got a camera wrapped around his head. He's got a camera on his head, a small digital camera, and he's got a microphone also on the other side of his head and he's got this appendage sticking out from him where he can film himself. So he's doing simultaneously he's he's making this tourist film from his perspective, and he's also doing it like from a selfie perspective. And he looks totally ridiculous. Yeah. He looks insane. And his big thing is his theme is the European dream. He wants to find the European dream. It's fear and loathing in Paris if Hunter Thompson was Borat. That's what this movie is. <laughs> I love this movie. Uh, of course, he just embarks on this escalating series of unfortunate events that, as the title says, it is a descent into darkness. I don't think he quite finds the European dream that he set out to find. It's very funny. It's very Bad Boy Bubby. I thought both movies, very Bad Boy Bubby this week. Uh, he's he's this sort of bumbling, fumbling character who starts out with the very best of intentions it's like reverse bad bubby this guy starts out with the purest most innocent intentions and ends up 
doing just the absolute worst, however many things they could think of to have this guy do, he does. Uh, no spoilers here. Really love this one. Had never heard of this. Uh, again, shout out our bloody obsession. I love this movie. Um, and this movie hit kind of close to home because of Trent and I's last tour together. Oh, yeah? Uh, it was very much like this. We ran out of money. Um, <laughs> Trent, and there was was a night- Trent was wearing a similar camera <laughs> setup. <laughs> No, I did love the the camera setup. He kind of reminded me of like a cyborg, or it looked very like futuristic. I was surprised that he got uh, some tail in France uh, with <laughs> right this off the bat, yeah. with this getup. I, I fought a girl already. <laughs> but, but anyway, when we were on a tour in the U.S. and our band, uh, we had a series of no one had a valid ID and our our checks didn't cash. Mm. And I woke up one morning. <laughs> When we had hit rock bottom, and I went out without the guys to party, uh, and um, I came back, didn't remember anything, and I woke up with $300 in my fist. And I had no idea how I got this $300, but we desperately needed it. Yes, we did. We splurged and got Starbucks coffee the next morning. Wow. And not to be too self-indulgent two weeks in a row. Uh, but also, oh my God! A, Are a you British man? I'm not. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna promote my music. But once a British guy, did. the only time I've gone overseas to Europe, uh, a British friend of mine offered me an all expenses paid trip to go to England, and I went for three months. And when I got there, he had shipped over a package that was lollipops and Tootsie Rolls. And candy bars, and it said happy birthday on it. But if you opened up the Tootsie Roll, (gasps) and so I got to England, and he was like, Yeah, we just got to sell this, and this is how we pay for the trip. So I was a little bit like Sergoy. I was at these wild parties with these crazy people because I was trying to, you know, pay for my way through England, and I didn't know that this was part of the deal. Uh, So this did hit kind of close to home. (laughs) <laughs> You've been this guy. I have been this guy. I'm a glad little that's bit. the turn it took when you're like, "This reminds me of when I." I'm like, "What happened?" In I called. I called like three musicians I knew in England and got rid of a bunch of it. Was there a baby involved? Yeah. No, there was not. Again, this is a more realistic Borat. Yes. <laughs> um, I love uh, in found footage films, pretty much all across the board, the digital screams. When people scream into that camera that's on the mic that's on the camera, yes, uh, or the boom mic that this guy has attached to his head, it just sounds amazing. It's like this. I want to capture that in the studio um, sometime. I will say that it took halfway through the movie to really descent into madness. I did enjoy it up to that point. There was even some soundtracky stuff, like maybe he had started editing the film together because. He was like on the back of a, like a scooter at one point, and there was this music that comes in that seemed very like like a tourist video. So I like that about it. But it's yeah, this movie is extreme. There's some extreme shit that happens, some gross shit that happens. Uh, I really like this. I watched this. This is my third spin through. I really <laughs> like this movie. Both movies I watched three times this week. Uh, great found footage, like a an outer limit of found footage movies. A little different than what you used to. Yes. Yeah. This was a film. 
Hey. Oh, now this is fucking awesome. Uh, you just uh, have you have to um, you have to. It's not as well paced. That's what. So right off the bat, yeah. this one, two things. One, I think we're being a little bit too kind to it because it is on the outer limits of found footage, and like be my cat. This is a genre where you have to dig through some shit. To find the good ones. Literally. Yeah. And this one. And Sorgoy does that. <laughs> I would watch another. This movie takes a long time to get to the fucked up this. And again, I think we're being too kind. We've seen much more fucked up things and, and sure. shot much better than this one is. Oh. Well, I mean, just be honest with yourself. Don't, this is a brilliantly don't, shot. I, I, we'll know, talk about I it. No, it's your week. Carry friend, on. But carry just on. try to be honest with yourself. <laughs> Amazing. I would have watched another 45 minutes of just this guy being a fucking idiot around <laughs> Paris. Right. Yeah. It was totally fine to me. I forgot I was watching a horror movie. Yes, right. Like I was just like, vlog. this guy is a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> like, you call it like a series of unfortunate events or whatever, Trent. This motherfucker brings on everything himself. Yes. Dude's he does. got no one to blame. Like, no, when you're just right. like palling around Paris, you have no idea what you're doing. Your only pal is like Fabrice behind the desk at the hotel. Listen to the man. Go to bed. You know, don't take when the guy gives you drugs. Don't take three. Maybe take one and figure it out. You know, see how you feel. He's innocent. He doesn't know. He's from this fictional. No, that was I don't part think of so. It. There, there's a little bit of okay. character unfolding mm-hmm. that happens that I think clue you in okay. to what's going right. on. Uh, which I think is another good layer to this movie that you can miss if mm-hmm. you just kind of like let it lull you into this guy being a lovable idiot. Right, uh, right. And then I did. it does, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, they cram like, they cram an entire horror movie into 20 minutes. I actually wish that there was like a film that sort of got to the fucked upness a little bit sooner. Yeah, it's a slow descent. And let that unfold a little bit, you know, more organically like the first part of the movie did. Uh, but, I mean, I'm being incredibly nitpicky on this for the genre it's in and for, again, another movie that's, you know, coming up on a decade, a decade old right. uh, that I'd never heard of. Uh, this is a yeah. – anybody out there that, that likes found footage, uh, you're, if you haven't heard of this, you're going to be psyched uh, that you found either one of this week's movies. Are you uh, psyched, Kat? That would be an understatement. <laughs> I, I knew this would happen to me this week. After the beautiful week that Kevin bestowed upon me, I knew that Trent was just right behind, ready to unfold this fucking what, tarnation. 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 I don't think that I liked this movie very much. No. No, no, he didn't. It was very much a front row seat to this man's um, spiral into severe madness. And I wanted to leave that front row seat. <laughs> Definitely just wanted to be in the back row to this. He starts off, you know, so innocent. And you're like, oh, this little guy just bobbing around. Yeah, France, yeah. look like, at him. He wants Eiffel to eat Tower. authentic French food and he yeah. gets a croissant. Croissant, you know? <laughs> And then, you know, these bummer things start happening to him, his producers ghosting him and and people stealing things and like beating him up. But then he starts to make, you know, maybe not so great decisions. No. So it starts to be, you know, kind of his fault um, that kind of help this spiral, spiral out of control. You know, like the, the drinking and then like the acting out 
towards people because he's drinking so much yes. then like the drugs and severing ties to these people that maybe like could have helped him out in in any kind of way once he starts being just like a feral violent human being though like i'm out i was just like i fucking i miss my borat from 20 minutes ago i don't know it was hard this one was a hard one for me to finish i will say that that last 20 minutes i'm like okay well i can't i'll if i skip dave will yell at me because he always does the 30 second button is my friend but i'm glad you think twice now i'm glad i am am too yeah well sometimes i just mute it and i look away (laughs) (laughs) just like i'm like it's in my perifs i'm not really glad that i finished it if i'm being honest with you like what was the line that he crossed to just being like a murdering psychopath like where was that line you want to know yeah when he decides that it's not looking for the European dream any, anymore. Yes. He's looking for the European nightmare. Woo! That's... Well, and that's when... But, like, so he goes from, like, kind of this um, messy, violent, obviously, like, mentally ill man to, like, a maniacal, semi-calculated killer, hmm. which is, like, once that happened, I was just, like, okay. I just don't understand how that... I mean, now, you know, once he makes a nightmare it's just such a weird bridge to like try to gap and it was kind of it was kind of a sad look at how both like nature and nurture can result in someone's downfall like this like someone with an underlying mental illness can live a perfectly normal life if they're given like the opportunities uh for success but if you take those opportunities away um, this exactly. This is what happens. Exactly. This could be the European nightmare. You could be this man. Yes. I guess. Like, had the producers just called him and been like, "It's scrapped. Come on back." Boom. You know, back home. But then, what Kevin was saying, I think he did something fucked up back home too. So, like, I don't know if he really right. can go back home. Right. So there's a lot of layers. I don't really think I'm going to give it a rewatch if I'm speaking my truth with you. I know you're um, not. Oh, so God. maybe you guys can, you know, I can't wait to learn. Can't wait to learn more. And then there was the poop. I, once the poop came in, I was just really, you I know, I was just, I'm sorry. I was oh, wait, just kind of out. <laughs> yeah. I think there's obviously a place and an audience uh, for films such as this one, but I, I think it's very apparent that I do not fall into that category. Bring me Scream 7. I am ready. Give me more of that. Uh, yeah. Well, I got in trouble today because I was actually watching Scream 4 when Dave got here. He's so like, I've get already, this I've been, shit off yeah, the screen. Yeah, I, was, I was like, we got to watch the movies. You nailed it, though, Kat. The symmetry. There's a symmetry in this movie where a lot of like what he's doing as he gets worse and progressively more fucked up, it's almost a symmetry of the pranks that were pulled on him. So right. as you kind of watch him go through this and like, you know, like people stealing his camera and then he gets his ass kicked and stuff like that. If you watch him, well, like, like when this movie kind of like becomes a mirror image, he's like starting to pull pranks like he had done to him. Steals the guitar. They're, and they're, yeah, they're just getting worse and worse. Slashes it. But again, right. that's like crammed in. Yeah. Like it beautifully unfolds and then they kind of cram. I mean, there's literally a portion of this movie where it's like cutscene after cutscene after cutscene and you really have to keep up with what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think that's what the filmmaker was going that's for. That's exactly because he's become so erratic and like unpredictable. Right. 
Right. That's that's so like that's the way that's that the reflected filming in the has edit. Happened. The yes. edit becomes more and more erratic over the whole thing, and that's why I was thinking when you said you you didn't like the way it was shot. I thought it was so brilliant the way because he's got the camera on his head and he's got the POV appendage. So the, there are so many scenes in the movie that are simultaneously unfolding from his camera perspective, the one that's his view, and the other camera that's at him. So every scene in this is going back and forth between the two cameras and the two points of view. This must have been a nightmare to edit. Uh, I thought that was really impressive to like put all that together. I mean, I can't even imagine how much time, you know, that and, and thought that must have taken. Cat, what did you think of the? Uh, oh, what was I going to ask you? It was right on the tip of my tongue. Oh yeah, his penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think of his bloody penis? Stump? That's the European dream, am I right? <laughs> oh my! God. The flashlight, the light flashes on. He's like, did you? He's I bloody. About that. <laughs> His bloody penis, and then um, it goes off. And then I, back. You know, it's no penis from that other movie that we watched. What well, was that I one? mean, the good one is potential. I mean, it's that's no violation like, penis, but it's not the worst penis I've seen on the podcast. I liked that it was a slow descent. Like you said, Kevin, it, it is a slow descent, but that's, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. It, 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 he starts off, as we said, and then. It takes a while because he's not, that's not what he's trying to do necessarily. Of course, you bring up some of the backstory, but I liked that it was slow and that it took its time. And I thought that at, at one point in the movie, I thought, okay, how many times can it do this thing where he runs into that interaction or that experience? Like, okay, two, three, four times. But I thought that it brought me back and, I, and each time I kept thinking, okay, it's taking it up. It's taking it up. It is elevating. And I think one thing that, I'm not totally getting is I, I'm pretty sure there's some some social commentary about Europe. He's come from a, a small country in the in the eastern part of Europe, and he's in the big city. He's in Paris of all places, and he's finding the the, the European dream. And here's what happens: it becomes a European nightmare for the. Uh, the outsider, the immigrant, like you were talking about, the treatment of uh, homeless people and stuff like that. I thought there was some commentary in there that, I, you know, is over my head, certainly. But I'm pretty sure that's part of what it's doing. What's the opposite of an influencer? Because he reminded me, if me. this were going on social media, <laughs> I mean, it's reminding me of vloggers. Yes. And some of the, Very you know, vloggy. Yeah. And it's if, a, it's he's like a 40-year-old failed influencer, though. <laughs> It's 29. It's, it's even, oh, is he really? It's yeah. even interesting that if you if like like looking at it now and seeing like the contraptions that he has strapped to himself, you would think this movie was made in like 1994. Yeah, right. Because yeah, like right. all of his equipment and stuff, like yeah. when this movie was made in like 2013, 2014-ish, we had little tiny digital cameras that we could like we did not I mean this guy looks like he's got like a nineties like camcorder strapped to his he's head. Got like a dad yes. cam. Yeah, yeah. It's, like ready I to mean, roll. You had steady cams back then, but he's got like this, you know, like homemade like the appendage you keep referring to, Trent, like, you know, this is my homemade steady cam. It's it's really kind of off putting. But that might be kind of what you're talking about. Is like it's also a little bit of like a, a clashing of two worlds. It is like, one of, and one of the first things that happens that gives you this sort of ominous feeling is he comes upon uh, some civil unrest. He comes upon some sort of street protest, some demonstration 
where the police are there and, you know, explosives are going off and the riot squad's coming in, people are protesting. So that's there. And then the next thing is like he's at, he starts getting into the nightlife scene of Paris and he just starts drinking and taking random drugs. And then you get into the, the, um, you know, the homeless stuff. Uh, he's at like an encampment. He ends up eventually at a small encampment. Uh, so I thought that all stuff was, was, there was a thread going through of social commentary that, you know, I, I thought was something. Uh, I think you called Adrian uh, Mr. Bean, Cat. This is way more Mr. Movie. Bean to me. So I had like, you know, like when, when somebody points out to you, like somebody you know, they point out like someone they look like or even someone they sound like and you can never like unsee it or unhear <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so for me, I kept trying to figure out it wasn't Mr. Bean. And I'm like, well, who does this guy remind me of? And I'm like, oh, he's like an older, fatter Eddie Munster. And then it was <gasps> done for oh! me for the rest of the movie. I'm, yeah. I, I'm a little bit fat. Yeah. I'm a little bit fat. That's a little bit sad. <laughs> oh. And poor Roger. Oh, yeah. His, oh, my yeah, God. His, so he, he makes this uh, homeless friend, Roger. And they Roger shows him the ropes, shows him how to steal cigarettes and sell them. And, you know, they're sharing the campsite and all that. And then Roger passes from, like, alcoholism, it seems like. And uh, he just, uh, uh, he cremates him. Like on the sidewalk. I don't know if he cremates him. He just lights him on fire. There's a difference between cremation and just burning somebody. Good to know. I like the foreshadowing of the fake uh, gunfight in the alleyway. He was drunk. Oh, And he yeah. sees these guys. He's They're pretending to, to kill each other. Yeah. Um, Trent, does the uh, poop stuff bother you? I know like that kind of is what uh, puts this, this into the Not next. this level. Yeah, he takes a dump, uh, and then he paints a heart with it. He takes a dump right in the street in the middle of the street and he, mm-hmm. and he paints a heart with it on the ground and then he starts running after some people with the feces on his hands to smear it on after a he date. mixes it with like a date red wine <laughs> right and then like it's like Uzo sorry oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah the poop stuff doesn't bother me unless it gets caught in my teeth or I'm like gagging stop. on it stop yeah, yeah yeah well sometimes or if you like bite into a hard part stop you know what I mean it's like a crunch in there like, well, right, I thought this is soft <laughs> Texture. This, this movie has many textures. Yes. Next week, checking out the 2015 German film called The Nightmare, which is currently VOD on Apple TV only. Also checking out the 2017 Spanish film called Bajo la Rosa, a.k.a. Under the Rose, also VOD.